This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. I'm Alex Bernard, Associate Editor and your host today. This episode is all about plant growth regulators and features Sherry Stridehorst, Agronomy Research Specialist with the Alberta Wheat and Barley Commissions, and Joanna Fallings, Cereals Specialist with the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs. They discuss PGR use on the prairies and in Ontario respectively. As you'll hear, PGRs are a complex tool and each grower and producer should consider their effects and reasons to use them before making any decisions. Hi Sherry, how are you today? Hi, Alex. I'm doing well. Glad to hear it. You work with the Alberta Wheat and Barley Commission. What's your role there? Yeah, that's correct. So I am the agronomy research specialist with the Alberta Wheat Commission and Alberta Barley, kind of jointly staffed organization. And I help with providing agronomic advice to growers. I did have a research background, so I'm kind of facilitating some of that relationship between researchers and the commission. And I also coordinate the regional variety trials, but um, extension of agronomic information, which we're doing here today, uh, definitely falls under that role. That's perfect. And yes, we definitely need bridges between research and the application side. Absolutely. So today we will be talking about plant growth regulators, commonly abbreviated to PGRs. Now, if you could just give us a little bit of a background, what are plant growth regulators? Yes, so plant growth regulators are synthetic compounds that beneficially modify plant growth and development. And these compounds function by altering hormonal activity in the plant. In Western Canadian cereal crops, PGRs are used to produce shorter stems, reduce lodging, and maintain grain yield. Now, there's two types of PGRs available in Western Canada. The first type are ethylene-releasing agents, such as ethyl, and the second type of PGRs are gibberellin inhibitors, and that includes modus and manipulator. And we're going to focus today's conversation on modus and manipulator, because those are um, the easier ones to use for growers. So these modus and manipulator gibberellin inhibitors, they act to reduce stem elongations, shorten the crop and reduce lodging. Now, all of these PGRs are actually applied to the crop foliage. Um, There's different times depending on if you're using an ethylene releasing agent like ethyl or a gibberellin inhibiting PGR like modus and manipulator. So, When modus and manipulator, when they reduce the active gibberellin in the plant, they change um, the plant physiology by reducing cell elongation, reducing stem length, shortening the uppermost internodes and peduncle, and they may alter stem diameter. The other important thing for growers to know is plant hormones act in concerts. So when the level of one plant hormone is affected, um, there may be secondary effects from these PGRs, such as delayed senescence, increased resistance to environmental stress, or shifting assimilates to the roots, which can result in increased root growth. PGRs can positively or negatively affect yield. But the focus of PGR use is really to prevent crop lodging. And and that's really what the main purpose of these these tools are. Okay. Yes, because lodging makes it more difficult for growers to harvest crops is the major issue. 
Absolutely. So the harvestability when a crop falls over and isn't standing up straight, it prevents straight cutting. So harvest challenges. It also can, if it happens earlier, lead to yield decreases and also quality decreases. If you have, for example, um, the head of a cereal crop laying on moist soil, that's not a good scenario. So keeping these plants straight and upright are, is really the big focus. Okay. And delayed senescence might mean the crop is harvested later? Is that Yeah, issue? absolutely. So we can see um, delayed maturity. And as long as you've got the growing season length to do that and not unfortunate weather at harvest, um, you know, that's, that's where there can be pluses and minuses there. Okay. So it's, they're not an easy solution that, so that growers should probably be aware of all the factors involved when they decide to use a plant growth regulator. Yeah, you know, plant growth regulators are certainly a complex tool. I think the the objective is very simple and straightforward, keep the crop standing. However, plant growth regulators, as I said, they can affect other plant hormones. And there can be, you know, many other things that are going on in that plant that aren't always easy to predict, and they aren't consistent in, in the results we get. So I think growers need to understand, well, the goal is to manage lodging. There can be those secondary effects, which are not always desirable. But I think it's where a grower has to make that decision on their farm. How big of a problem is lodging? And then are they willing to possibly accept some of those other consequences? Okay. And I know you mentioned Modus and Manipulator. Those are the main products that are currently available and registered, correct? Yes. So Manipulator, it is registered for use on spring, durum, and winter wheat, spring and winter barley, spring and winter oats. And um, there the goal with Manipulator, as on the label, is to produce shorter, thicker, stronger stems for improved lodging resistance. Then um, with Modus, its label states it will aid in the growth and lodging management of wheat, barley, and oats. And then um, ethereal is registered and, you know, it's actually registered for use on a number of horticultural crops, but for cereal crops, it is registered only to reduce lodging in spring and winter wheat. It should be noted that in the past, um, it was registered for use on barley. That is no longer the case. So growers should not use ethereal on barley. Okay. I know that you said we were going to focus on gibberellin. Is that because the ethereal is extra challenging for growers to use? Yeah, with ethereal, um, you know, experienced growers and experienced agronomists have had terrific experiences with it. But a grower, before they use it, has to sign a waiver indicating if there is yield loss unintended consequences. It is not um, the manufacturer's fault. It does fall upon the grower. So there's that liability issue. And it is a product where if it's sprayed at the wrong time, that crop safety issues are are there. So um, it's really not your entry level PGR, that's for sure. (laughs) All right. Are there any new products or new studies coming down the pipeline that growers should be aware of peripherally? You know, there's none that I am aware of or have been working with. So I think right now, the those three that are on the market are, are the ones for, for managing lodging in, in Canada. Good to know. You said that it's a complex decision to make, and it depends on a grower's situation and I guess comfort level with this. In what situations would you recommend growers consider PGRs? You know, I think 
It's important, again, to remember PGRs are meant to mitigate lodging in highly productive environments. So where agronomic inputs are targeting very high yields or where genetic resistance of the variety they are growing is inadequate. Any scenarios where they typically have higher lodging risk. So examples of this would be irrigated areas, black soils, areas with high rainfall where growers are using high nitrogen fertilizer rates or high seeding rates. So if you've got drought conditions where your yield potential is 30 bushels of wheat, this is not the area to be using plant growth regulators. They are really intended, you know, in those areas where you're, you might have 80, 100 bushel yield potential. Uh, so, so it is really geographically specific and for those growers who are really pushing for incredibly high yields. Okay. And I want to also make the comment that, you know, I do think experienced growers will know what fields, what varieties, what agronomic inputs and environmental conditions lead to lodging in their crops. So I I think growers uh, have that idea. And some growers are going to say, you know, all my cereal acres are vulnerable to this. And um, other growers might say none of my acres are vulnerable to this. So it really is a, a farm by farm, geographic area by geographic area implication of where these will be used and needed. Okay. When should PGRs be applied? Crop stage, time of year? Absolutely. So for the manipulator label, it is recommended that a single application is made between growth stage 30 to 32. So that's the beginning of stem elongation um, up to two nodes. So that if you're planting in early May will typically fall um, around the end of the first week of June. If a grower cannot get that PGR on in that sweet spot, as I like to call it, at early stem elongation, they are able to apply up to growth stage 39, which is flag leaf timing. The other thing on the manipulator label is that it can be two split applications, so half rates um, early and later, with the early application being made between growth stage 14 and 32. So that's the four leaf stage to um, that second node elongation stage. So that would be the first application and a second application between that stem elongation and flag leaf timing. So two half rates for that. Modus, very similar with a single application being again at that sweet spot of growth stage 30 to 32. It can be applied up to flag leaf timing or growth stage 39, but the label does state do not apply past growth stage 39 or flag leaf timing. And again, a split application is possible with MODIS. Um, however, the first application um, should be made between growth stage 21 to 24. So when you have a main shoot and some tillers um, with the second application between uh, the rolled flag leaf and when the flag leaf is just flipping over growth stage 37 to 39. Now that's the case for manipulator and modus. And I know I wasn't going to speak a lot about ethereal, but I do think it's incredibly important that people are aware the timing for ethereal is very, very different. Here the timing is from when that flag leaf is rolled until the swollen boot stage, which is growth stage 37 to 45. And ethereal should not be applied when you have more than 10% of the ons emerged. So if you count 10 plants and you see that ons are emerged on two plants, then you're past that. Uh, That window is closed. And and that really critical 
timing is important for success with managing lodging, but also to ensure crop safety. So very different application windows for the manipulator modus versus ethereal. The other thing I'd like to comment on on timing is um, I think growers maybe struggle to manage they, they don't want to do an extra pass to apply their PGR at the correct timing. So there is that interest in co-application of PGRs tank mixed with fungicides. But when we talk about that sweet spot of PGR application at growth stage 30 to 32, when you apply fungicide at that time, that's really not the sweet spot for fungicide application. So um, in research that we've conducted across Alberta, we found that um, fungicide applications at that growth stage 30 to 32 did not result in yield quality or economic benefits. So really to get the sweet spot of a PGR, it is kind of a sole application. So growers need to be aware of that as well. Well, I think if they're pushing for the high yields, it's more a matter of doing what you need to do rather than trying to save time at that point. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is a commitment to intense management, that's for sure. Now, you mentioned something about the Keep It Clean program. What would be the concern yeah. there? So maybe I just want to provide a, a little bit of um, background there, and, and it is specific to barley on the Keep It Clean, where manipulator for any type of barley is listed as yellow, which means check with your buyer before use. So there is that marketing implication for that. The other thing with manipulator versus modus on barley is that international studies, Western Canadian studies, and Alberta studies have shown that modus has better efficacy in reducing heights and improving standability of barley. I, I do want to make it clear that manipulator has tremendous performance in wheat, but it's not maybe the best agronomic choice um, for use in barley. So modus for barley is really the right choice. And then manipulator, while maybe not the right choice for use in barley, is a great product for wheat. So just having that awareness out there. The other thing I should um, maybe just in terms of a quick tip for growers that they should know about PGRs and especially in this year where we have parts of the prairies being incredibly dry and, and drought issues are going on, we have seen yield reductions with PGR use under drought conditions. Now, if you have drought conditions, Mother Nature is going to be your PGR because you're not going to be getting those 180 bushel type of yields. But the labels both state on, on modus it states, do not use if your crop is environmentally stressed. And the manipulator label states, do not use if your crop is stressed from water logging, drought, or nutrient deficiency. So really, if your crop is under stress from other factors, and I think the big one that's stretching across Western Canada right now in many parts is drought, don't use a PGR. So it, it really has to be those growing conditions when we're going to hit the big, big yields. And if those aren't there, then, then they shouldn't be used. Good to know. Are there any other tips that growers would benefit from knowing? I, I think the big one, and, and particularly for this growing season, it is that if drought is there, then no PGR is best. Thank you so much, Sherry. You're welcome. Hi, my name is Alex Bernard, Associate Editor for Top Crop Manager, and I'm here today with Joanna Fallings. How are you doing today, Joanna? I'm doing great. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for having me. Joanna is the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs Cereal Specialist. And now what does that role involve? 
So working uh, as the cereal specialist, I try to help growers with their agronomic and production related information related to wheat, barley, oats, rye, triticale, all the cereal crops we grow in Ontario and uh, work with growers to conduct on-farm research, just try to get out the best agronomic information on cereal crop production in Ontario. That's great. Now today, our conversation will be about plant growth regulators, commonly abbreviated as PGRs. So if you could give us a little bit of a background, what are plant growth regulators? Yeah, so plant growth regulators are really a tool to manage lodging in cereal crops. So they can be applied to winter wheat, spring wheat, oats, barley, and really they are used to manage lodging. So uh, with PGRs, there's really two types of PGRs. There's PGRs that will help shorten the crop, uh, thicken the stem walls of the crop to help us reduce the risk of lodging. And then on the flip side, uh, there are PGRs out there that do a little bit of the opposite. And those PGRs are often used to enhance early growth in, in cereal crops or winter wheat rather than hinder it. And those that promote the growth are, are generally applied in the early stages, uh, whereas those that are used to reduce height and manage lodging are often used later in the growing season. Okay. Now, what would be the products that are currently available that do both of those tasks? Yeah, so in terms of those plant growth regulators that are used for lodging, uh, there's a couple new, well, they're new to Ontario uh, with their recent registrations. And the products that are used to reduce lodging or manage lodging are Manipulator, which is a product that's been around in Europe and in other countries for a number of years uh, and is new to Ontario about two to three years ago. And then most recently become available to Ontario producers is Modus. And that plant growth regulator is really being used in wide use for the first time this growing season. And then we also have a product that's available to growers, uh, which has been around for a number of years, and that's Ethrol. And Ethrol has been around for a, a pretty long time in Ontario, and that's probably the PGR growers were most familiar with in the past. And then for PGRs that enhance growth or help with that early fall development there's a product out there called ProLiant, which is gibberellic acid. And yeah, as I was saying earlier, that product is really used to enhance the early growth in winter wheat up to growth stage 30 or stem elongation. And it's, yeah, it's really a fall applied product uh, when we're trying to promote some growth in those early stands. Okay. So all of these products are mainly used for cereal crops, correct? Yeah, so the, the products that I'm referring to, growers are using these in, in cereal crops. So there are some products that are just registered. Well, I shouldn't say that. Ethrol, for example, is, is used in, in some horticulture crops as well. But when we're referring to plant growth regulators, or when I'm referring to plant growth regulators, <laughs> I'm referring to uh, winter wheat, winter barley, spring wheat, spring barley, as well as oats. So manipulator is is used in in wheat and in, in barley uh, and modus is is also used in in oats in addition to those other cereals as well. Okay. And I know that these are relatively new for Ontario aside from ethyl. Have you heard of other new products or studies coming down the pipeline? So there has been some discussion of some new plant growth regulators coming down the pipeline from other companies, but uh, I haven't been given any indication as to when those might be available for Ontario producers. As I was saying, Modus is pretty new to Ontario with this being really its first full season of use outside of, you know, some 
on-farm trials. And this is probably the second go uh, or full season with manipulators. So growers are, you know, we're still getting our bearings with the current products available. And because it really is a tool to manage lodging, we, we don't anticipate these products being used on every acre every year. So with the the products we have available, we do have quite a bit of options with them. So, but yeah, as as far as I know, uh, I don't really have any indication of any new products coming anytime soon. That's okay. It sounds like we've got our hands full just with the two we currently have. Yeah, exactly. We're still trying to uh, test those out. Uh, we're seeing some differences in varietal response, differences in response to the growing season. So it, it will be really good to get a couple of years of experience with these products and, and see, you know, where their fit is. So yeah, we've still got a lot ahead of us to learn. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah, it is. Keeps you, everyone on their toes. <laughs> what kind of response have you seen from growers so far in terms of like uptake of using the products or what situations they're planning to use them in? Yeah. So like I was saying, plant growth days, they are really a tool to manage lodging. So they really have a, have their specific niche, I would say. And so when we're considering or thinking about using a plant growth regulator, there's a couple of questions we, we should really ask ourselves. And the areas where we see the most benefit to using a PGR are in situations where we have an early planted crop. Uh, so, for example, with winter wheat, if it's planted early in the fall, we tend to have a lot more growth and development early on. Uh, we tend to have much thicker canopies, uh, so it's it's much more dense. So we tend to have a risk of lodging in those situations. If we've got a field where uh, we've selected a variety that's prone to lodging, so maybe we've had to select a variety based on fusarium or we selected it based on yield, but it's a little bit weak in the knees. Um, we're seeing some, you know, good responses to varieties that are prone to lodging. We also target those fields that have history of manure applications or get lots of fertility uh, because, again, we tend to see lodging happening there. And generally speaking, if, if a grower is implementing an intensive cereal management program, so it's sort of all of the things I talked about, early planted, high seeding rates, they're using an aggressive nitrogen rate. So we're talking 150 pounds of nitrogen plus, or maybe they're not using a split nitrogen application and they're, they're making a nitrogen application in one shot. Those tend to be the areas where we see the most benefit. If, if a grower is dealing with a field where it was late planted, they're, they're growing a variety that's, you know, rated to have pretty good standability and they're not, you know, using high seeding rates or very aggressive nitrogen rates, and perhaps there's a lower yield potential, those are where we really don't see the benefit to PGRs. And even, you know, outside of PGRs, there are still ways that we can manage lodging. So selecting a variety with good standability and split nitrogen applications are still effective tools or effective means of managing lodging without PGRs as well. Okay. So at least in an Ontario context, it's most beneficial for like intensive management, high yield situation. Yeah, exactly. And I would also like to echo that if you're considering PGRs, don't necessarily expect to see a yield response. Using a PGR isn't necessarily going to give you more yield. There's been studies done in Ontario as well as in Western Canada where sometimes there is no yield response to the PGR, but what the PGR has effectively done is manage the lodging. 
and has been able to avoid any yield loss because the crop is lodged. Also is is really beneficial. And I say this is is also something that's pretty important for Western Canada in particular, just because of the, the acres that we're, we're working with there. But it can really help with speeding up harvest time. So you don't want to have to be combining, you know, thousands of acres of lodged wheat because that can really delay or can really uh, drag out the harvest time. We also tend to see higher disease pressure in those lodge crops, especially if it's a wet year or we've got lots of humidity and lots of moisture. So those are the some of the other things to keep in mind when thinking about PGRs. Is it it definitely helps with speeding up harvest time. It helps ensure that you don't, you know, bring on any disease in those lodge crops. But again, it's, it is really that tool to manage lodging. Good to know. You've mentioned general times when the different PGRs should be applied. Is there more specific timing that growers should be aware of? Yeah, for sure. So for those PGRs, so, so specifically referring to something like proliant, which is a gibberellic acid, that product should really be applied in the fall. That's the ideal stage and up to growth stage 30. So prior to stem elongation, if we apply beyond that, we could actually promote growth. So we, we don't want to be going too late with that. Now, when it comes to the PGRs that are being used to manage lodging, so to shorten the crop or to thicken the stem walls, those products, ideally, when speaking specifically to modus and manipulator, the ideal stage for that is growth stage 30 to 32. So that's the beginning of stem elongation to second node. And when we're trying to time those PGRs, if we're looking for growth stage 30, we really need to be pulling up some plants, slicing open those stems, and seeing if that growing point has started to move up the main stem because that's very difficult to stage without actually slicing open some plants. Now, when it gets to growth stage 31 or 32, uh, what growers can do is if they they slide their fingers along the stem and they crush the base of the stem and it's hollow, they can be pretty confident that we are into the stem elongation phase. And if they slide their fingers up a little bit further, they're likely to feel a bit of a bump or like a swollen node. And if they feel one node, that tells you you're at growth stage 31. If you slide your fingers up above that first node and the stem is hollow again and you feel another node, that tells you you're at growth stage 32. So that's the ideal window. Now, these products do have a wider window of application and they can be applied up to growth stage 39. But really, the ideal staging is that early growth stage 30 to 32 because that's when we see the most benefit in terms of shortening of that crop and thickening of that stem wall. So we should really be targeting those applications at that earlier window, uh, which often coincides with things like herbicide timing, uh, or if we're dealing with some early diseases such as septoria or powdery mildew, we might need to throw in a fungicide application as well. And so I would, again, just caution growers that if they're ever considering multi-tank mixes, you know, we, we really don't like to see three in the tank. The more in the tank, the more increased risk for injury. So if we do need to tank mix that, consider tank mixing it with just the herbicide or just the fungicide to avoid any uh, risk of injury to the crop. Okay. And the PMRA or the, the product labels themselves will indicate which products they are safe to tank mix with? Yeah. And if, if anyone is ever unsure, so I should say this, essentially not every tank mix has been tested. Uh, there's so many products available, so it's, it's difficult to do that. So always, always check with the manufacturer. 
And, and generally speaking, as long as you are applying the plant growth regulator and the, the other product, whether it be a herbicide or fungicide within its use patterns, generally the tank mixes are allowed. But again, make sure that you are not going off-label and applying those outside of, of the recommended use patterns. Okay, good to know. Are there any other tips that you'd offer growers uh, about plant growth regulators? Yeah, I would say if you're considering plant growth regulators and, or, and you, you're not as familiar with them, you know, try some strips on your farm. If you've got multiple varieties, uh, say you're growing two varieties side by side, you know, try a few strips in each of the varieties and see how they respond to your level of management. That's a great way to see how the products work on, on your operation and how your specific varieties that you're growing actually respond. And the other thing I would say is if you're ever wondering, you know, what's the lodging score of my variety or what's the standability of my variety, uh, they can go to GoCereals.ca. And on GoCereals.ca, they'll find the Ontario Performance Trial data. And it's a great resource for growers. It has ratings on disease susceptibility, yield, but it'll also give you a, a score for lodging. And it'll give you a, a bit of an idea as to whether or not the variety you're growing is prone to lodging and whether or not you might actually see a bit of a response from a, a plant growth regulator in that field. Perfect. I've heard from others that the situations in which you should use them are very particular to a specific soil location variety. Yes. So it's it's not exactly a one size fits all tool. Yeah, exactly. So just keep in mind what your management is like. If you're intensive management, early planted, lodging prone varieties, those are where we see the fit for PGRs. Don't feel the pressure to have to use a PGR. If you are managing lodging successfully with split nitrogen applications or you're growing a variety with good standability, you can still get excellent yields and be very happy with the crops you're growing without using a plant growth regulator. So yeah, that, I would leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts.